Like, <clears throat> so... Uh, hey, welcome to Late to the Party with Travis Tate. Hey, everybody. I'm just, I'm just going to start trying to get those out of the way. I'm Travis Tate. So, Travis, we both, we both have seen the Fast 9 trailer. Yes. Looks ba- fun. Just based on that trailer... Because you you were positing because that movie got bumped a year. That movie is yeah. now coming out in April of 2021 rather than from May, May this year to this year. God, that's crazy. So they're done. I mean, if it was coming out two months from now, like they're pretty much done with that movie. Yeah, it should be done now. So it's not like it, it's so weird because it's not like they're bumping it for reshoots. They're not bumping mm-hmm. it. They they are bumping it for coronavirus. I say like that. Is weird, but like I mean, I could almost right now. I could almost see bumping it till like late July or something. I don't know. So they're not doing they're not doing reshoots, obviously. I guess I, the only reason I could think that they would bump it an entire year is because of the press. Because obviously, when a movie like that comes out, you've got a lot of stars. You've got you know your Vin Diesel's, John Cena's in this one. Everybody would be doing press like. All the late night shows, going to, to China, doing press there, going to London, doing press there. So maybe that has something to do with why they would bump it an entire year. But I don't know. Maybe That's, it blows really bad. I don't know. I, and that was what I was saying is we've seen the trailer based on the last few of those movies. What what would make a movie like that bad? Because they're doing they're doing bananas. <laughs> Like the the last three movies are just about evil person from Vin Diesel's past shows up, mm-hmm. tries to mess with family, family bands together and defeats the person who will be part of the gang for the next movie. Maybe they had like Rob Schneider coming out of a spaghetti robot or something in it and they're like, All right, we gotta we gotta digitally remove Do that. they do they need to go <laughs> back and digitally fix Charlize's hair? Yeah. Charlize is one of the most beautiful women yes. on the planet. Oh yes, but like, that that haircut, yeah, that didn't do a lot for me. Even it's, she's gorgeous. Fury like slick Road, it back, maybe like in the eighties. Fury 80s. Road, there is still like a bald. Yes, yeah, there is something bald. of a like this is a. I, I'm trying to think of the right word. Like the, there's something stunning about this woman. Mm-hmm. But those bangs are. <laughs> it's not like a, not cool. My son had that haircut when he was four. That's, I think that's what bothers me. I'm like, oh, that's like a little boy's. I think every woman. It's like a little Down syndrome boy's haircut. I think I've even heard jokes of that of like every woman has a bad bangs phase. I'm but not a big bangs guy myself. I was listening to another show this week that talked about Hook, and I was remembering how bad Julia Roberts' hair is in that movie. I didn't mind hers in that movie. No, I, no, I, I, I thought I thought it looked good. I remember it being. It just looked wrong. It looked like a wig, kind of. It probably was. Might Who knows? Have been. Um, but anyway, just saying of, you know, this week is mostly all the entertainment news is just everything's getting delayed. Everybody's got Corona down. fever. Yeah, everything is weird. The, the NBA hey, whoa, whoa, canceled whoa, whoa, whoa. their season. Whoa, whoa, whoa! I I figured it out. What I did the the Rubik's cube. What do they drink in Fast and Furious? What do they drink? Nos. No, Energy they drink drinks? Coronas all the time. Oh. Like the family, that is the thing oh, yeah. they're always drinking is Coronas while nice they're barbecuing. Nice connection. Nice connection. I, I, oh, yeah. Maybe that's it. You said Corona fever. I've seen a lot of dumb jokes about, you know, Corona. Yeah, I think I've seen them all. But I hadn't, until that moment, I hadn't thought about, oh, they drink the hell out of Coronas in freaking Fast <laughs> they and sure Furious. They sure do. That makes sense. Maybe they like, get some money from Corona. Legit, 
I'm sure they do. Like, hey, any movie you see where the logo is showing on something that they're partaking of, that that was because of advertising. Remember in the like the late 80s, early 90s, all of the sitcoms, all the families had Shasta. Did they? Because they did. They weren't getting any money from like Coke or Pepsi, so they would have Shasta. Yeah, go watch some old reruns. Like, huh. do you have Me TV or anything like that? No. Watch some of that old stuff. Everybody's drinking Shastas. So again, that was another thing we talked about is that I don't generally get bummed out when a game or a movie or album or whatever gets mm-hmm. bumped because I am up to my eyeballs in things that I need to catch up on or check out. So anytime something gets bumped, I'm like, that is fantastic. I can, you know, it's try just, and finish this. It's thing. crazy because the NBA canceled their season last night or at least suspended their season. The, uh, uh ncaa tournament is as of now i think canceled uh, i was just in vegas and i was like how are you guys doing down here they're like all of the because all of the uh conferences will have their own tournaments before and the winner of those goes to the ncaa tournament and they're all canceled down there so it's like Dude, disneyland is closing Dis- yeah disneyland's closed they're they're contemplating canceling wrestlemania it's insane. Uh, last, uh, I haven't wiped my ass in two weeks, Jake. It shows. Baby. Coronavirus is crazy. It shows. It's out of control. You look like you're starting to look like that monster at the end of uh, Conan the Destroyer. That yeah. has to fight. <laughs> Just get a, getting a rich, thick chitinous shell. Right. On you. It's it's a scary thing, and I hope everybody. In, I hope somebody listens to this in two months and goes, oh. Whoa! Wow, we overreacted to that. I hope Have you every, wiped down I these hope, microphones, Travis. Who's the last people who used these? You and I, <laughs> last <laughs> week. If I if I'm the last person who used it, that's a problem. <laughs> All right. Do you want to go get some Lysol wipes? We can wipe them down. No, I'm just. I'm, I'm it, just it, honestly, it didn't even occur to me to wipe down the microphones. <laughs> I'm just playing like. You know. Okay. But uh, I re- I really have wiped my ass. The last couple of days have been really weird. It has been weird. Like last night. Okay. We'll just start. I'm driving home from Las Vegas yesterday. I get a text. I was supposed to do a gig for the Fireman's Ball this Saturday in Salt Lake. And the mayor was going to be there. And the city council was going to be there. And uh, they canceled it. And, I mean, the reason I get, like, uh, pretty much, you know, the whole mayor, city council, all that. And then every fireman in this city of Salt Lake would have been there if one person had... Con, you know, contracted it and given it to everybody else, then they would have no emergency personnel because they were all gathered in the same place. Well, uh, so I kind of get it. But which, then, which is the jazz guy that got it? Uh, uh, Rudy Gobert and, and Donovan the, Mitchell now has it too. The two days ago, what Rudy was doing, you know that stuff about the playing with the mics for funsies? Uh, no, not really. I they, haven't really looked at. I any guess of at it. a press conference a couple days from that, he was like rubbing all the mics and joking about like coronavirus. And oh, really? Him. And he's the one that got it a couple of days well, later. The thing about the coronavirus, what I read is you can have it for up to two weeks before you even get a symptom in some cases. So anybody could literally have it right now and not know it. It's not like a normal one where it happens pretty quick. So it, there's an incubation periods kind of long. But last night uh, I'm getting ready to, to go on stage and they're about to tip off the game. And then the next thing I hear is somebody goes, they just canceled the jazz game because Rudy Gobert isn't feeling well. Yeah. And I was like, oh, that's weird. And then I go on stage. By the time I did a 20-minute set, I featured for Ari Shafir. By the time I got off the the stage, 
they had canceled the entire NBA season. The the last couple of days have been insanely weird because, you know, um, <clears throat> something like that is very suspicious when it goes from zero to much like the speedometer on a fast nine. You hit the NOS like it it. it, it it couldn't be overnight. It went from like, oh, there are no cases. All of a sudden, there are all the cases. <laughs> right. And like I said, I'm guessing a lot of people had it for a few weeks or maybe a week and just didn't even know it yet. Travis. Yes, Jake. I've got a, <clears throat> I've got a late breaking here. A late breaking? The uh, Travis, this one hits home. Uh-huh. I'm going to read you a tweet. Okay, let's hear it. We've made the difficult decision to cancel currently scheduled Wienermobile events in the near future. The <sighs> health, safety of our fans, the hot doggers, and the public is top priority. We look forward to getting back on the... And uh, I didn't know that this was a reference to something you can do with a Wienermobile, but because uh, I'd always used it for something else. Uh, we're looking forward to getting back on the hot dog highway as soon as we can. <laughs> Stay safe, everyone. I mean, the last thing any of us want is an infected wiener. I so. mean... What I get you, it. What you really hope for is that uh, Der Wiener Schnitzel turns this around and they keep doing Wienermobile events just with a giant condom on the Wienermobile. <laughs> well, I saw the Wienermobile last year and I was super excited. Travis, isn't it silly? Because I know I would be the same thing. Isn't it silly that just seeing the Wienermobile brought you that much joy? It is silly, but it also makes sense. If I walked outside of a, a room or if I just pulled into a parking lot inside a giant hot dog car... I'd smile at it. It was dark outside. Sure. Otherwise, I would have like stood in front of it and taken a very strategically placed photo. So it, <laughs> <laughs> so it like, made it look like, like it was a part of me. Like if, if you, you know look online, I mean? there are all the pictures of the like the Leaning Tower of Pisa. Of course, yeah. the guys take that picture. Yeah, that, I was gonna do with that with the Wiener Mobile, but it was too dark outside. I was a little bummed. But the condoms, you know, I'm wearing three condoms right now. It's you got to be safe, you know. I got For bad sure. news though, Jake. <laughs> this re- this record- there was a there was a fourth that's broken. Well, yeah, it fell off. <laughs> <laughs> this recording right here. Yeah, I've been thinking about. It. We're gonna have to cancel this recording. Oh shit! In about sixty minutes. <laughs> and the, yeah, it's it's for everybody's safety. Before you got over here, Rudy Gobert ran through and just licked everything <laughs> in my house. He touched all the doorknobs. That. <laughs> that's the reason why the you know. The thing is, Travis, you don't understand the tones. Every time you come through my house, my dogs bark at you. You didn't understand the dark, slightly different tone that they were trying. You're like, have you ever watched Lassie? Yeah. yeah That's yeah. why they can tell the tones on Lassie. Like, what, Lassie? What? Timmy <laughs> fell in the well? Like, I go, what, Lassie? Rudy Gobert on the loose? <laughs> oh, oh, sorry, everybody. <laughs> this just went down the wrong tube. <laughs> sure. The crazy thing is, like, for me, I've had like these these allergies pretty much all winter because it never really snowed here so all the stuff that kicks up my allergies i've been dealing with that all winter so even if i did get sick it would take me extra long to notice it i think because it's like yeah i've been dealing with this for for months it's crazy though it's it's scary and i i just hope everybody out there especially people that are listening to this and your families i hope you're all safe and i hope everybody's okay so I'm looking at this meme here. <clears throat> Wore a mask. Wanted to quarantine. We'll see if you can guess it. Wore a mask. Wanted to quarantine. Canceled sporting events. And he was correct in that the root of the problem was a bat. The root of the problem was a bat? 
Is it, uh, okay, uh, it's Bane? Yeah. Bane. <laughs> I solved a not, riddle. Not just, not any Bane. <laughs> you, what is it? Take control of your city. Take control, Gotham. I was, was born in the shadows. I was born in the shadows. It's been so long, and I, I just wasn't ready for it. I keep that is one of um, Dark Knight Rises is one of those movies that I want to go back to that I still think I'm probably not going to be necessarily enamored with the way it goes, but I'll bet all the Bane stuff is so fun now. Yeah, probably. Just that. I, I remember thinking it was pretty fun back then, just because Thomas Hardy is pretty cool. I I think I wasn't super dialed into Tom Hardy at that point, and just the Bane voice, I was like, "What are you doing?" Yeah, the Bane voice was weird, but I think. It, it's been mimicked and kind of made fun of so much over the past, well, yeah, like five we, to seven years. Well, we've, we've talked about, like, that's how Doug Benson got the do got to do the voice in uh, right. the Lego movies. It's yeah. just he made fun of that for so long. Yeah. So it probably would be fun now. Yeah. I know my son, he didn't make it. He shared it. I think he shares it every year at Christmas time. It was, it was basically the... Uh, uh, from uh, Santa Claus is coming to town. There'll be no more toy makers to the king. <laughs> but it's like the video of Bane going over top of it. There, and it's like him making these big declarations like, all the tin soldiers, melt them down. It's so funny. There was a series of meme videos that was basically Bane talking about fitness. <laughs> and I remember there's a bunch of fresh cut strawberries. <laughs> But I mean that that time of if you were listening to Doug Loves Movies, the the evolution of like, I, it just I think it just he messed around with it a little bit, and then there was like a long run of him and I don't know who it was like another comedian doing dueling Bane stuff. I think it was it Graham was, Elwood. It was hilarious. Yeah, yeah. So I haven't listened to Doug Loves Movies in a long time. I do. I do here and there. Do you? It's I mean it's just hard with anything. Is a lot of the podcasts right. that were really. Uh, you know, we're, we're like the ones that got me into podcasting. Like I still like them a lot, mm -hmm. but you know, you just, you get, you get busy. Like even WTF, I probably listen to maybe once a month. WTF Nothing against those, Mark Maron. I yeah. really enjoy him, but. We've talked about that. It's yeah. just one of those ones that it just. If he has a comic on, I listen. Yeah. I just. Every that, once in a while I find out that someone I think is really interesting is on. I listen because it's always a really good interview. Yeah. Anyway, anyway, coronavirus. There they were. Coronavirus. So I was in Vegas. Yeah. It was funny because... Well, Travis. Yeah. I don't think you can tell these stories. Why is that? Oh, it's supposed to stay Happened in Vegas? in Vegas, baby. Not, not with me. Everything <laughs> comes home. Uh, drunk people do not care about uh, hand washing or <laughs> touching their faces or isn't any of that stuff. As an occasional drunk person, I think I can relate. Because <laughs> like the night before... I was I was doing sets with Vic, Vicky Barbalak at uh, Jimmy Kimmel's Comedy Club, which was great. It was really fun. Uh, hopefully, I'll get to go back down in the late summer. That I'm looking forward to that. And uh, but uh, yeah, drunk people just like dragging their hands across handrails, and you know you can see by the smudges they're leaving like they did not wash their hands after they went to the bathroom, and then touching their uh. face, touching each other's faces, licking their fingers to flip like cards over. It's like so slot machines. Just would you, I mean, I think this one's done to death, but would you say that there were hands touching hands? Yes, there were. They reaching out. They were reaching out and trying to touch me, but I was like, no, no, go ahead. Do and not touch me. You. 
Sweet Caroline. Yeah. I'm not going to do it. I'm not going to do the last part. Bum, bum, bum. <laughs> good times have felt as good. Yeah. But yeah, there were people in oh. Vegas are disgusting, man. Because I was I like, you're going to be in Vegas. I should. Do you even like it? Do you like Asian food much? Do you feel much about that? Yes, but the thing is, I parked my car at the Lynx Casino and I didn't move it until I left the next day. I was going to say, so I I really didn't go anywhere. Should have pointed you at Izakaya. Between uh, the Lynx Casino and the Flamingo, which is where I was, the Flamingo's right across the way. Mm -hmm. But there's this little promenade. It's it's fairly new, and it's almost like downtown Disney with bars. (laughs) Wow, excellent use of promenade. Well, that's what they call it. Oh, yeah? Yeah, I didn't make it up. <laughs> well, I, I, <laughs> I wish I could claim it. I know promenade is not exactly a fake word. I just don't get to yeah. hear it used very often. Well, yeah, that, that's actually what they call it. But they had like a Gordon Ramsay's fish and chip shop. And I think there's a, oh, there's a, what's the Cabo, not Cabo Wabo. Oh, the Jimmy Buffett one. There's a um, Jimmy Buffett one. You said it and it went out of my head. The McElroy's. Margarita, Margaritaville. Margaritaville, There's yeah. that there. Uh, there's, a, there's a Guy Fieri. Which, restaurant there which one did you hit? please tell me you hit the guy fieri one no i didn't no, go to any of those the, oh travis no. next time, travis next time you're down there i'm gonna encourage you treat yourself uh i will i will for sure uh <laughs> there's a yard uh, uh the yard house i've been to that in burbank it's this big big think like dave and busters without video games it's, it's like a big huge room there's tvs everywhere but i guess if you if you like beer they specialize in like they have a room, a refrigerated room with like hundreds of kegs in it. Oddly enough, I've never been inside a Dave & Buster's. <sighs> I'm not a huge fan, to be I honest. I think that's maybe why. Is like, eh. The food is just okay. It's a little too expensive. And it seems like like the one in Salt Lake, I don't think it's going to last because it doesn't seem like there's ever anybody in there. Is, is, any, is anything except for Wise Guys in the Gateway ever really all that packed? Um, the movie theaters sometimes... That's about it. There's a nice little strip of restaurants there now. No, like that's... A, there's one called Mr. Shabu, and it's like, uh, it's this uh, Asian hot pot cooking where they have like broth boiling at your table, and you go gather up your uh, vegetables that you want, and they bring you the thinly sliced meat, whichever one you choose, and you just put it in the broth, and it cooks it right there for Ooh. you. I'm not. I'm not really cast. I'm not casting aspersions at any of those those uh, fine establishments or even the Gateway <laughs> itself. It just the Gateway's seems, still open. The uh, City Creek is not. It just always seems They're completely a little, closed. A little awkward and a lot of like. It, it's a. It, it's honestly a perfect location for wise guys. Yeah. It's a good. It's a decent location if you have an actual event. It's just most of the other stuff around there just feels like. Like, I'm okay with. Hey, I'm going to go see a comedy show. I will go to this place. I don't sit at home and go. You know what? I'm hungry. I think I'll go to the Gateway. <laughs> there are some pretty good restaurants there, if you're if you're looking for that. Um, I would say if if you're going out, I would go to a like small locally owned place right now because the economy is kind of it's kind of taking a hit because of this whole Corona I thing. You're filming, man. The big com- companies are going to be fine. Whoa, <laughs> Amazon is going to be what, fine. Travis? The big companies. Okay. They're gonna be fine. They're gonna <laughs> they're gonna be just fine. All the little mop, mom pop shops and stuff like that, locally owned stuff. They're gonna struggle real real bad this month. So yeah. if you can go out and spend some money somewhere, yeah, spend it within your community 
and keep it local as much as possible because they are going to need that business right now. Think globally, eat locally. Yeah. Yeah. I don't even think globally. It's too big. It's too much to think about. (laughs) (laughs) Okay. (laughs) Well, I'll let somebody else think globally. (laughs) You think, Travis? I think galactically. You think Galacticus. Oh, boy. The planet eater eats globally. He eats globally, right? (laughs) I saw an old Thor cover that was an early Galactus appearance. And Mm -hmm. uh, Galactus wasn't... So it was like Galactus was all the regular Galactus costume, but bare legs. And it, it, it kind of disturbed bare me. Bare legs? Like he was wearing shorts? Like, like he was wearing like, uh, like He-Man pants or something like that. <laughs> and it just seemed so funny. Why did we think that was a good idea in the 80s? Uh, I mean, I don't know, man. The He-Man pants. The He-Man pants? The fuzzy britches? No, yeah, well, I mean, not like fuzzy basically britches. Basically fuzzy but underwear. Whatever it was, just briefs. <laughs> Galactus with briefs is like... I mean, you're not going to see... You're not going to see a dangler from Galactus, but like just those bare legs is like, buddy. Uh. It was like his pants were made out of Beastman's private hairs or something. Yes. It was never, cl- it, it really was never clear what that was. And again, in the transformation. Ever clear is probably why it happened. <laughs> uh, <laughs> uh, I, I hadn't thought about that in a while because you like, think about Prince Adam. Mm-hmm. Try and stop me. <laughs> I understand the idea of when he transforms into He-Man, like he just loses the shirt. Mm-hmm. Even and gets tan. The, even he loses the tights. But there's a transfer somewhere in that. There's a transformation between whatever pants he's wearing to the fuzzy britches. <laughs> That's kind of the weirdest part of his transformation. It leads me to wonder. Are those pants, or does he just massively fur out when he transforms? Maybe that's it. Transforms. That could be. It's just all man hair. He just gets a crotch beard. Because frankly, when you think about when you think about his transformation, all the stuff that went from when he's Prince Adam is there when he's He Man. Like, yeah, the tan. Okay, yeah, the hair. Maybe the tone changes. It's a little that, more of a uh, Charlize a, Theron hair. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> it's maybe a little more of a golden as opposed to a blonde. <laughs> Charlize. It's never been like they're doing He-Man remakes, Charlize. It's never been a better time. Again, one of the most she's beautiful, of, talented women on this planet. That's gonna come back. Like her and Emo <laughs> Phillips doing that hairstyle. Um <coughs> Travis. Jeez. No, it was it was the laughing that made me cough. But uh I hadn't really thought about that of of, of his entire outfit. I mean, I guess the shoes get a little weird too, but like that those fuzzy britches are are one hundred percent. How do they come to be? Uh, just, as long as he doesn't have to bend over, then we'll never find out. He-Man, <laughs> what did you know and when did you know it? I, I don't think he knows. So they're gonna, They don't call him Mind Man. <laughs> is it right that there are two remakes of that going on? There's the Kevin Smith one and another one? I think. I'm not 100% sure. I know that there was. I think one of them is like a kid version and one of them is a little aimed a little more. Are they both? animated maybe yeah maybe one? but i think one is in the she-ra but universe you know that she-ra we, cartoon yeah, that the y7 doing, one that thing's been doing fairly well and from what i understand i mean i i just think i've aged out of watching something like that but it yeah. seems really compelling yeah i mean it looks cool but you know i think the, i watched like one episode just out of curiosity the netflix the the voltron that was on netflix is so good but it's mm-hmm. even that is feeling i feel like i was maybe a little on the older side of watching that <laughs> Reese Dobby. No, I'll tell you what though. I'm getting into the Castlevania season three is on. I've I think I saw the trailer for it. I watched a few episodes of that. It's, I mean, it's it's what I want. 
Good, good. That's what I want. The the kind of interesting thing about it, and I can't, I have to say it the right way, is uh, so one of the things that was really surprising about the, it's hard to say that there was a first and second season. It's it's weird to say that this is season three because the first quote unquote season was only four half hour episodes. Mm-hmm. But this third season, like the second season, as it went along, the one of the things that was surprising about it was that there were there was. Peppered in, there were really funny parts. There were really weirdly, actually well-written jokes into it. And it feels like the third season really leans into the goofs. Which isn't bad, it's just that... Right. You know, it was it was fun and surprising in season two, and it's like they got the message to make season three. A little more fun. And it's, yeah, it, there, there's a lot more jokes in it than there was. It is a silly premise. Oh, yeah. It's a bunch of... You know, flying robots that form a, a bigger flying robot. Oh no, I'm talking about <laughs> I'm talking about uh, Castlevania. Oh, Castlevania. Okay, but also the Castlevania pro- premise is kind of silly. It, it is kind of silly. Yeah. Had, had you watched any of that? No, I I think I saw the trailer. Like I said, yeah. it's for the new season. It's a real fun watch. I mean, it's violent as hell. But uh, have you have you tried Tacos Con Toto yet? They're only like 15 minutes long. I know, but I'm trying to. They, this week's was Polly Shore. Good God, there! Oh yeah, that's right. Okay, yeah. Good God, there's just so much out there. Like I am. Yeah. At the at the same time, that, like this is the stuff I'm working on. I'm working. I'm still. I'm pretty decently into the the last season of Better Call Saul. I am. I've been watching a few movies. Uh, watching The Witcher with Cindy. Um, like ca- watching Castlevania with Gabe. We're on the cusp of Westworld. We're on the cu- we're on the cusp of a bunch of big things to watch. It's we're on the cusp of nothing to watch and because the, everything's getting canceled and pushed. But then on the top of that, of uh, like game wise, I have had in the past year probably I've had some real hard defeats on games that I purchased with the full intent of like I'm gonna really buckle down. And I'm gonna really I'm gonna play a game. I'm gonna finish a game and like I. I had the same experience with uh, I bought Red Dead Two, I bought uh, Borderlands Three, I bought uh, Kingdom Hearts Three. Each one of them I played for two or three hours and then just fell off. And <laughs> like three months later, I was like, oh, I got to play this new game. And so I finally I buckled down, ride or die, one last time. I am going to finish The Witcher Three, <laughs> and it is so big. Is it just it huge? Is so big. Uh, <laughs> that those. Well, so that that is like a like super 80, 90 hour game, and on top of it, ninety has, hours. Wow. On top of it, it ha- like well, I mean, you you've hung out with your kids playing Red Dead, right? Yeah, for like that's an a, hour. That's a really long game, so it's kind of on that scale of like a really big game. But then The Witcher Three has a added bonus of it has two what are purported to be really good expansions that from what I understand are as big as, if not bigger than the game itself, kind of content wise. So (laughs) got to love expansions. So I will probably finish those games sometime in 2029. Good. That's good to have goals. (laughs) But then on top of that, it's just catching up on everything else. Like what, Mm. what you watching? Uh, Or what, what do you, what content are you consuming this week? I didn't have a lot of time to watch a lot of stuff where I was, I was driving to Vegas and then home and uh, and then I went straight I went straight to Wise Guys yesterday when I got back into town. I hit five o'clock traffic, which was not ideal. Mm. Then finally got to the club. Uh, I did watch a movie earlier in the week. Uh, my son rented it from I don't know, one of those streaming things. Uh, it's called Guns Akimbo. 
It had Daniel Radcliffe in it. Huh. And then uh, I can't remember the name of the, the female that was in it. She was in. Remember I told you a few months about a, a movie where uh, this uh, lady marries a rich guy and uh, the whole family starts like trying to kill her. Oh, the um, her name I keep is to call her, her last name is or, Weaving. Or not was that right? Something like that. Yeah, her, I think her uncle is Hugo Weaving. Actually, it's like Samara Weaving or something like that. She's really good in it. She plays like Basket a psychotic weaving. killer in it. It's a combination of, and I had to write all these down. It's a combination of Scott Pilgrim versus the World. Because there's like game elements to it that pop up on the screen, which is cool. The Running is this, Man. Is this the? Is this a recent movie? Yeah, John is it called Wick like Hunter or something like that. No, it's called Guns Akimbo. Oh yeah, you said that right. John there's Wick a, and Mad Max Fury Road. It's a combination huh. of those four movies. There is a movie or TV show. I don't know which it is. Like called something like Hunter Hunter that looks that looks exactly like what you're describing. Isn't Hunter the? Uh, killing Nazis one. I think it's like called Hunters. But there's something mm-hmm. that's out there called something like The Hunt or something like that. Well, this is uh, Daniel Radcliffe. It, he just works at like some app company where they, they make some stupid app. Anyway, his hobby is to get on online and like troll people. And he happens across this. It's like this underground dark web uh, site where they they pit like crazy people against each other. To murder each other. Isn't that what trolls on the internet basically is? Kind of. But they like take, uh, they're basically criminals and they, they put them against each other to fight <laughs> and they broadcast it and put special effects on it and stuff like that. Anyway, he's trolling. The person he trolls is actually the criminal that runs the whole thing. So they come to his house, they knock him out, and then they uh, bolt these two guns to his hands. So he's got like bolts coming out of his fingers and he's got a certain amount of shots in each gun. I want to say it's like maybe 20, I don't know, whatever the number I've seen, is. I've seen production shots from this movie. And the, the first half of the movie, he's just running and running cause he has no confidence or, you know, he's just some nerdy guy that talks big on the internet and he's, he's wearing like big fuzzy uh, slippers and stuff like barefoot, mm-hmm. bare feet slippers. And, uh, the Samara weaving who's like the, the toughest, like most psychotic killer of them all is chasing after him. It's pretty fun. It's insane. There's it's so bloody. It's so violent at one point. Uh, I, I don't want to ruin it, but he asks the, the psychotic character at the end. He's like, why do you keep shooting everybody in the dick? You can shoot him in the face. You don't have to shoot everybody in the dick. And then she's like, shoots like three more people in the dick. <laughs> It's pretty fun. It's funny. It's not the highest quality as far as the special effects. You can tell they have had a limited budget, but they had fun with the budget. So it is. I, I think it's worth watching. It's really violent, really vulgar, but it, it's pretty fun. And it's not quite out for like, you can rent it or buy it streaming, but you can't just, it's not free anywhere. So, yeah, but it's fun. Uh, that. Like, uh, Radcliffe seems to be in a similar lane as Pattinson in that it's like, I made my money on this. <laughs> yeah. I made my money on this thing, and I'm just going to do weird stuff. And he's got an American accent, and I couldn't... His he do His voice well sounded... Yeah, it was all right. It sounded familiar, like somebody I know, and I think I figured it out, but now I've forgotten who it was. I, uh, I've always been to understand that the American accent is not a terribly difficult one to do for other accents yeah he he does i guess it all just depends on 
Like British don't have a very difficult time doing an American accent. This whole movie, you can tell it was filmed in like <clears throat> New Zealand or Australia or something. Oh, yeah. It wasn't even filmed here. But most of the most of the characters have an American accent. But there's a lot of just like British accents or Australian. It's kind of a mixture of different accents. But I don't think it was even filmed here. But it, it kind of had a troubled uh, like it didn't actually come out in theaters. I think it came out in theaters for like a week and then it was immediately gone. There was some like about behind the scenes trouble with it, but I thought it was fun. I enjoyed it. That stuff is so. It I was thinking. Me. I was thinking about that this week in the streaming and you know just internet in general, but especially streaming makes it so easy to see a movie like that. Whereas it it, it coming out in theaters is almost negligible. Mm-hmm. I was thinking about the the movie I was thinking about was uh, there's a movie that I really 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 like called Zero Effect. Um, <clears throat> ben Stiller and the president from from uh, Independence Day. Oh, Bill Bill Pullman. Pullman. Yeah, um, it's a it's a like modern noir mystery thing. Uh, kind of slash comedy that I mm-hmm. really like that movie and I don't remember it coming out in theaters at all. There are a lot of movies from like that 90s indie movie era kind of uh, usually aping like Pulp Fiction or something like yeah. that. That it's, you know, like a, like a Suicide Kings or, mm-hmm. you know, something like that that or things to do I remember Denver Suicide when you're dead. Kings. That was, I remember liking it. I have a DVD copy of it somewhere. I remember when Dennis Leary walks in and it, like his neighbor is beating the crap out of his girlfriend or wife. And he walks in, he grabs their toaster, he wraps the cord around yeah. his hand and beats the dude to is death he with doing, the toaster. While he's while he's wrapping <laughs> the toaster around his is he doing a Dennis Leary rant while he's doing that? I don't remember. I just remember him being very somber. Cuz I and quiet about it. I don't it. know if that was it, but like I, I remember it was up until Rescue Me. It was funny like uh Demolition Man is funny in that there are a few of those movies, but Demolition Man... Is it Demolition Man that he's in? Dennis Leary? Yeah. I don't remember. He's either in Demolition Man or Judge Dredd or one of those I don't movies. even remember him in either one. But so there were know. movies... Like, it's one... I'm pretty sure it's Demolition Man that... I remember Sandra Bullock in there. They would... Or The Rad, like The Ref. Uh-huh. They would have Dennis Leary be in these roles, and they would specifically set aside a part of the movie for him to do a Dennis Leary right? His little MTV... Yeah. What is it? Uh, soliloquies. He definitely. I'm, again, I'm pretty sure it's Demolition Man, but they definitely, definitely have that in there where he gets hmm. to do a Dennis Leary rant, where he ta- he like he talks about because I you know I, it's for sure Demolition Man because the rant that he's having is because you know the society and Demolition Man's all sanitized and corporate and he's talking mm-hmm. about like ah, I want to eat a cheeseburger and then make love to it and it's one of those <laughs> Dennis Leary rants in that order. I think I think that is I think that's a direct quote. Hmm. But uh, anyway, I thought Netflix should have bought this Guns Akimbo or something. Because what was that Mads Mikkelsen that one that came out last year? Are you talking that was, about Polar? Yeah, where it was super violent and stuff. Yeah, like, yeah. It, it did was you ever watch like Polar? A, no, I never did get around to watch it. Pretty all right. Yeah. I'll probably get to it eventually. It, it wasn't really funny though. It was. Uh, I would not describe Polar as a fun movie. It was a movie mm-hmm. that I had a because yeah, I think I even told you that it's pretty grim. See, this Guns Akimbo, the bad guys are psychotic, but they're 
kind of fun psychotic. That's, well, I think that's why I brought up like 90s. 90s indie okay. movies, there were a lot of fun psychotic. Because the main bad guy, I mean, his his face has been like carved into and tattooed and it's just like scars all over. But he's almost like a Joker-like character in his, in his crazy. He's almost kind of charming. <laughs> it's been a while since we've had a Joker-like character. Yeah, you know. They should probably do like a backstory about the Joker. Maybe make it really sad. <laughs> I, I, I make wanted, you leave the theater going, Ugh. I want it to be dark and edgy, though. They don't really do dark and edgy Batman-related stuff. Anymore. Yeah. Yeah. I wish they would probably, you know, get some grit in there. It's like grit, <laughs> but I'd also like to see a more realistic take. Like, what What if Batman were in the real world, though? Yeah, what if Batman had arthritis in his knee? I would like to see that. Yeah. Uh, if only they if only they do a project like that <sighs> maybe someday maybe someday <laughs> that that hasn't been pushed back as far as i know that so well that's the, still next year anyway the, right or the, is it this year is it this fall hell if i know man i thought it was next year because they're filming it right now i guess I think. the the thing that so we're getting we're filming getting, right uh, now is probably kind of a sketchy thing that's actually. what i was curious about because yeah. we're we're hearing all this news about movies that are basically done and about how they're gonna they're gonna get pushed back but I'm more curious about the stuff in production. Like, what's it doing to production? Yeah. No, it's definitely... I, that's where... It, I, I get them canceling or, like, moving stuff back because they're afraid nobody's going to go see it. But I think anything in production right now probably will be slowed down and maybe they'll just have to halt halt for a little bit. It's a curiosity I have just based on the person that I am is, like, it's interesting to see the moves that these kind of outfits do based on... Like, we're definitely worried about making money. Are we worried about the people who work for us? Like, not so much. Keep getting that stuff done. <laughs> Can you imagine if you had to be on a super strict diet for a movie? <clears throat> like, you started out the movie and it got, you looked like, you know, Chris Hemsworth like, in, like Kumail in, 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 in Thor, <laughs> Thor 3. And then by the time, you know, you take four months off, you come back and you look like Thor in uh, Infinity War. Not Infinity War, but Endgame. <laughs> Fat Thor. Yeah. <laughs> Um, you, you were never really big fan of Breaking Bad, were you? Uh, no, I've never watched it. Cause I haven't got around to that. They, there's a character and I, I'm sorry, I'm spacing on stuff tonight. A lot, like Walter I White. I know Walter, Walter White. White. Uh, I can't remember the guy's name. He's a pretty prolific actor The that played a character in, in the late seasons of Breaking Bad. Really, mm-hmm. you know, fairly in shape guy. And then all these years later, they do that El Camino that's supposed to have flashbacks to that final season. And that guy is that guy has gotten significantly heavier and they just <laughs> they just have to not address it. They just have to right. have that guy there and have him play the part. And it's very <laughs> it's very different. You get stung by a bee again today. <laughs> yeah, I want to find that like stretch for a minute. I want to find that guy for you and show you the difference. All right. I'll talk a little about my, my trip to Vegas. It was a lot of fun. Like I said, I was at the Jimmy Kimmel Comedy Club. It's really cool. If you are, are going to Vegas or you live in Vegas, you should definitely check it out. The, the the lobby to it is, I guess, a recreation of Jimmy Kimmel's actual living room. And it's it's pretty cool. And then you go upstairs. The actual showroom is above the lobby, which is pretty crazy. But, it, I mean, it seats it's, it's like 300-something people. And it's kind of like a, a V shape, and the stage is kind of at the the pointy part of the V. So it, it's a really cool setup. Uh, it was a lot of fun. They they treat you right. It's got a really nice green room and everything. The stage is huge. It's a really cool place to to see a show. So looking forward to maybe going back there. 
I, I happened to walk by at the at the promenade. They had a tilted kilt. Have you ever you ever heard of a tilted kilt? I don't know that I. I have. went in there because I had to go to the bathroom. I was like, I'll go to the bathroom in there and check this out. It's kind of like a Hooters, but it's more like an Irish pub. And all of the the waitresses, instead of wearing Hooters clothes, are wearing like basically like a Catholic schoolgirl outfit in the Britney Spears "Oops" I, or "Hit Me Baby One More Time" video. So you know, it, it's it's a there's a lot to see in the front. That's a hell of a <laughs> in the little short skirt. It was kind of funny. I went in there just to see, and there's all these guys my age or older sitting around the bar. There's like <sighs> three waitresses there, and I, I was like, "You." poor ladies you poor yeah, ladies oh yeah. <laughs> and we, i just started laughing <laughs> we had a we had a couple of hooters here in in salt lake have you had you ever spent time in a hooters i went to them once uh we went uh when i was working at the at the warehouse and we went for Sounds lunch about right and I, I think I was like 22 or 23 at that. I was pretty yeah. young and even then i felt super uncomfortable yeah, it with never, it. it never felt like so it's jesse yeah. plemons this is a guy this is a character these are supposed to take place at the same time. Oh, wow. Oh, yeah. I, I've seen that guy in things. Yeah. Oh, he's, he's a very good actor. Uh, he's in... Uh, I always say he look he looks like uh, the alternate reality Matt Damon. That's what... The, uh, a name that we... Uh, that I don't even think I made up, but we called him was we called him Fat Damon. Fat Damon. In, in Fargo okay. season, he's in Fargo season two, and he's super great. Uh, but like that... That's a funny one in that it takes... You know, it. the actors are years later, but these... Technically, these two people are supposed to be the same person at the same time. <laughs> well, uh, continuity, right? Hey, you Who know, needs it? at the honestly, at the end of the day, El Camino is still good, and Jesse Plemons is still giving a good performance. And it, I mean, it's even it's the um, it's the to some degree, it's the the Irishman thing of these guy this guy obviously is in this guy with makeup on is obviously in his at the very least late 60s even though it's a guy who's even you know in his mid to late right. 70s is he still giving a good performance like i mean with that one i had my problems with that but jesse plemons he's he's a, still a very young man and hmm. again even though they're obviously different jesse plemons <laughs> still giving a good performance so i can well, that's good i can live with that he's charming he was in that Remember game night, Travis? I can live with that. So finally, Jesse Plemons can breathe easy. Yeah, take. I mean, he probably can't because he's a little uh, bloated, but it is harder to breathe. I know <laughs> that for myself. But uh, did you ever see Game Night? No. That's the one with Jason Bateman and I can't remember who else is in it. But that guy is in it. He plays their neighbor, and he's a cop. That sounds about and, right. Uh, they go to his house to play games because he is, he always tries to invite him, himself to game night, but he's creepy, so they never invite him. That sounds about right. And Jason Bateman had been shot, and he ends up going into this guy's uh, like office, and it's kind of a, like an ode to his ex-wife that left him or something like that. And all he had left of her was was this little like little tiny poodle dog. And he, he had been shot, so he's, like, bleeding all over. He doesn't realize, because he goes into the office to look something up, to Google something, realizes he's bleeding all over the place, and there's white all over in the office. He's trying to clean it up. He ends up, like, wiping, wiping the blood with the dog and stuff like that. It's kind, of, it's kind of a funny scene. It looks like a murder happened in there. Uh, I think I, you know, I don't worry about that. I think I talked to you about that already. Did I, did I tell you about what I thought my the American version of... Uh, 
of uh, Parasite would be? Uh-uh. We didn't talk about that? Cause I, was th- I don't think so. I was thinking a lot about Parasite and thinking about we do we do American versions of... Because uh, I think I'd tell you about that Will Ferrell movie, The Avalanche one, was based on a... That kind of bombed, didn't it? <clears throat> Did it come and go? Yeah. It was I didn't know. gone fast. It's based on... Quicker a, than an avalanche. I think a European movie. The, the crux of the movie was just that whole thing where the guy booked on his family. And from what I understand, the European one is like far more tense about... I was going to say, is the European one a comedy? <laughs> that, you know, I don't know. Hmm. But I was thinking about Parasite. Or no, I was thinking about Parasite and I was also thinking about The Farewell. I was thinking about The Farewell was the one. that The, mm-hmm. the Americanized version would be so much more slapstick whereas the farewell is it's, just, it's a very heartfelt movie and the movie isn't the movie isn't a, a ton about how hard they're working to not tell her it's more about them like she doesn't she doesn't really almost accidentally find out about much it's more about this family dealing with the morality of not telling her mm-hmm. and i was thinking like the american version would be a million percent slapstick comedy of like <laughs> The grandma almost finding out and oh, yeah. just in time. I remember the family. you telling me about that now. Okay. So yeah. that's old news. Yeah. Just that's all right. That's family right. falling in the toilet over and over and over again. Because like I remember me <clears throat> saying, uh, I don't think I would want to know. <clears throat> or maybe it was I would wanna I think I would wanna know. Yeah. Cause I would want to tell people goodbye. It's such a it's such a sweet movie trap. Oh. I again sounds when, good. When you have a chance, I would love to hear your take on it after watching it, how you feel about it. I will let you know. So but it's just, it's another thing in the hopper of what we don't have time to watch. Uh, we were talking about Vin Diesel earlier with the Fast 9 push. Apparently he goofed up in a interview and revealed that the Guardians of the Galaxy are going to be in Thor 4. Oh, really? Yeah. I mean, they kind of have to be. He left with them. Yeah. Yeah. That's, I assume that's probably what's going to happen is he comes back. For some reason, that's an well. They said so. And they did confirm. Uh, Tessa Thompson actually confirmed that Christian Bale is the villain. He's the villain. Not I, who, but I'm. I'm starting to see. Uh, my guess is since okay, Asgard doesn't exist anymore. Correct. Asgardians kind of barely exist. Mm-hmm. They're they're kind of at a so fishing village somewhere. He's going with he's going with the Guardians, so they have to do a cosmic story. So there was, I mean, there was guesses around it, but all those things adding together does sound like very strongly that uh, Bale could be Beta Ray Bill and that he's not going to be a villain by the end. That's an interesting choice to get uh, him to play Beta Ray Bill because you could literally get anybody to do a voice. Well, what what does he love more than anything? I think he more than a anything, good role where he can physically transform. Exactly, exactly. But this is going to be a CG character, probably. You know, it could unless be. he's really going to have like a horse, a horse head sewn onto his head. He's going to be like Bojack you know, Batman. He could have come in. He said, "Who do I? I don't even know what his accent is. Does he have an accent? Is I think you British? were nailing it. I think oh, that's exactly. He'd be like, oh, I'm going to go on a strict diet and I'm going to change think, me body. And is that like, Christian Bale? I'm like, right it's here, dead. On. I, I closed my it's eyes and on. I thought he was here. And they'll tell. I him thought like, he was going to ask me about lighting. And they'll tell. Like, <laughs> you're killing me here, Trav. I was going to say they'll tell him like, Christian, you don't need to worry about that. We can do it all with computers. You go. Oh, good for you. Good for you. <laughs> I think that whole outrage kind of killed that whole movie. Which one did he do that on? That was was Terminator. that the Terminator one? Shh, not Gen- was it Genesis? I think it might no. have been. Not no, Gen- it, no, it was it was the one before that. Uh, Salvation, Dark Dark Continent. It was Salvation. <laughs> yeah, it was Salvation. Terminator. Uh, Salivation. 
Beyond Thunderdome. Saliva, presented by Live Nation. Terminator, Maximum Thrash. Remember there was a, a band called Saliva in oh, the yeah. 90s? Oh, yeah. Oh, I, I don't remember what they sang. Someone brought up... I don't I was either. listening to a show. They brought up Biff Naked the other day. I was like, oh, God. I remember that name, but I don't know what they did. Wow. I saw that... Uh, uh, our, our good buddies, the Bloodhound Gang, are touring their uh, 20th anniversary of Hooray for Boobies. Pro- I was going to say, Bloodhound Gang probably heard about all the cancellations and thought that them touring during coronavirus would be a feature. Everybody's like, uh, Pearl Jam canceled. They I, weren't coming here. I just bought but. tickets for Gogo Bordello that I was really excited about, and I need to keep an eye on that. I think that's in May, so I need to keep an eye out on whether that not that's actually happening. Uh, I just wonder what is going to be the tipping point where everybody's like, all right, we can go back outside again. Because they say, they say it could be around for six months. Yes, I'm very interested in that. Like, Bad Religion just uh, canceled their tour, and they just... They, they wrote out a pretty nice, eloquent, as, as they want to do, sort of response of just like, hey, we... Our concern is uh, obviously ourselves, but we we actually do respect you fans, and we feel like it would be irresponsible to putting on to put on shows where these sort of gatherings are kind of a contact point. And, they, and I, I get that, but by the time all these entertainers feel like it's okay for them to come back and bless us with their talents, all of us are going to be like broke because we don't have any money well for for that for that they did say in their note they said that all tickets that are already have already been purchased will be honored yeah if you if for whatever reason because they're looking toward fall to redo their shows yeah and it just said something effective like i said we'll we'll still honor any tickets purchased and if you can't make those shows full refunds i know there's a lot of comics canceling right now it's I just want to say any comedy clubs out there that need somebody, I'll, I'll come for cheap. <laughs> Honestly, Travis, I'll do it for scared. probably maybe 30% of what they would have done King it for. Kong Corona ain't got shit on Travis. I mean, I'm not sick yet. I'm willing to do it. Yeah. If I'm going to get sick no, anyway, I, I feel I'm like eventually, I feel like honestly with the job that I have, eventually oh, yeah. I'm going to get it. Oh, yeah. So it might as well be doing stand-up. I'm not in I'm not in too different of a lane in that it's it's with my job it's looking very difficult to avoid. It feels really weird for me cuz you know I did the the Vicky Barblack show and then Ari Shafir the next night and both nights I didn't go out I kind of get like a lot of famous comics don't want to do meet and greets. And obviously Ari wasn't going to do a meet and greet, even if the coronavirus didn't exist because of the whole Kobe thing. He wasn't going to go out and talk to anybody. But I usually go out there and just like, hey, you know, thanks for coming. And I just went straight back to the green room like, and I was done. Like, I'm not going to go out there and risk it, you know. How How weird do meet and greets for you ever get? Not for me at all, because I'm just a person. I'm a person that went up and told some jokes, but. I'm not famous or anything like, like that, so it's not weird for me. The dream is to have your favorite comedians, musicians, actors, whatever, be personal, per personable. Mm-hmm. But I think boy. It get, I think when it gets weird for them is when people know things about their personal lives and they try to talk to them. And the, I know they're they're trying to connect with them, yeah. like oh, I know this thing, whether it's from their podcast or they read about them or whatever. They're like, I'm going to connect with them with this thing about their wife or their husband or their child or something like that. And I think most times people are like, oh, yeah, you know that from the podcast. But I think 
if you do it wrong, it can seem very creepy and intrusive. Mm-hmm. And it can go the wrong way. <laughs> Just there. for anybody out there that's like, I'm going to bring up this this deep cut and it's going <clears> to <throat> impress them. It can also like kind of put them off a little bit. Well, not they're just they're they're <clears throat> onion like layers to that of like, okay, yeah, it could creep out. It could also be okay. I know you think that you're pulling a deep cut, but I see lots of people and lots of people are already up on that. I've already right. been deep that's, cut that's out a thing on that too. one. Yeah. And you can, you know, and the the creep thing also is like. So many people, just like you said, I'm sure are feeling like, oh, I, I've been, I've, you've been my friend that it's a one-sided friendship for so long, and I mm-hmm. just wanted the moment to shake your hand and have a connection with you, and like trying to connect with everybody has to be exhausting. It's a funny thing because I'll see comics that I've worked with a few times over the years, and I don't, don't get me wrong, I'm not saying like they're arrogant or any like they've changed or anything like that. But when you're desperately just trying to get your name out there, you want everybody that walks by you, everybody that saw mm-hmm. you, you want, you actually want to make a connection with them at that point. Yeah. Like, come on, you know, yeah, come next time I'm in town, come on, come on. Yeah. You know, people will go have drinks with people after the show just, just to get some sort of crowd We've talked to about- like them. And, but then once you start getting those people. Then all of a sudden it's like, whoa, this is too much. This like they yeah. they want a lot for me now, and then you kind of back away from it. It's kind of a it's a funny, interesting one eighty where you go from wanting everybody to to like you and hey, please come back again, please come. Yeah, it's, you know, it's kind of sad that it's, yeah they'll come back. It's again. never like there's maybe a very narrow window where it's like yeah this is great. Nope, don't know about it. Whatever. Sorry, that was my connection alert. The wind the wind chimes are out. I didn't it's time it. to get some lemonade. Oh, nice cool lemonade. Lemonade. But no, like there's there's got to be a very narrow window where it's like this is awesome between desperately wanting it and desperately wanting to mm-hmm. kind of have it mellow out. Yeah, yeah. I, and again, I think once you get to a certain point and you realize, oh, I don't need to do this desperate because honestly, it does for me when I go out after a show, whether I headlined or whether featured or emceed or whatever. When I go out to the lobby or part of it is a legit like, hey, thanks for coming. And, but part of it is like a desperate like, look at me and tell me I did a good job. You yeah. know? So it kind of feels dirty on my part, even though I enjoy it when somebody goes, dude, you were so funny. I love it, it. But also it's like that's the whole reason I went out there. So you kind of feel a little douchey about it. And when you don't need to do that anymore, you kind of don't want to do that to yourself and get that that douchey feeling that you get because i get it all the time but i, I still know. do it i'm never I gonna don't stop know if you. that ever goes away because i've heard this before and i kind of wanted to I, I just want to ask you about is do you ever go out there and you so desperately want someone to tell you, you did good even though you know you did good you just want someone to add yeah to, right you want someone to cl- clue in on what you already knew but if i did poorly i'm realistic about it i don't want anybody to see me i don't want pity you did good you know what i mean I'm just remembering something. I want people to say you were better than the headliner. I, I love when I when that happens. I'm just remembering something. I don't think I think that this happened uh, within the bounds of this week that we hadn't talked about that I am I am extremely excited yet also nervous about. What's that? The kids in the hall are coming back. Oh yeah. <laughs> so I thought because I follow I think all of the kids on on uh, Twitter and I thought for some reason I had heard something about. 
that all of the members were kind of finding talent and cultivating it for shows. And I thought maybe that this was going to be like the kids in the hall come back and like they'll maybe do a opening skit or something. But then and they, then pass it on to their proteges. Because I mean, just like UCB and like, um, you know, like Saturday Night Live or whatever. Like the name doesn't necessarily mean it's just those guys. Now they could call it the Men in the Bingo Hall. <laughs> <laughs> I forget. There was a really. I was reading that book and there was a. They explained the name and it was pretty interesting and not what I thought. The Boomers in the Bingo Hall. That's it. I think it had something to do with. I think it had something to do with when uh, they uh, a couple of them were writing on Saturday Night Live and uh, the veteran writers, there was something about them having to wait to come in and work. And I think it was something about veteran writers referring to them as the kids in the hall waiting, like uh, or something like that. I know that... I butchered that real badly, but it was the something show, like that. The show started because Lauren Michaels caught wind of them and that's who gave him the show. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Lauren Michaels from Saturday Night Live. So. That sounds. That sounds. They were, they were actually connected. two groups that came together, and lost a few people along the way. Mm. But uh, I think it was. I'm not even gonna. I'm not even gonna speculate. Yeah, I'm getting yeah. mad, but I <clears throat> adored that show. Like that show spoke to me in a way that I really like Saturday Night Live. But it was like seeing the kids in the hall was like, oh, this really gets me <laughs> to the degree of like. One of my one of my greatest like you know how you yearn like you ever have that yearning of like I want to be the rock star on stage I want right. to be no. there were times one of those Every yearnings day. one of those youth yearnings were just like man I want to be at that party during the credits yeah no I get it so I I worry about kids in the hall not that they won't have the creativity or know what they're doing I just have moved past sketch comedy. It doesn't appeal to me. There's a few that Key and Peel did that I thought were, were really good. And, of course, Chappelle's show was good. But other than that, there is did not a lot of... Sk- I liked I liked a lot of Portlandio. Uh, it. I, I was kind of amused by it, but I didn't love it. I, I'm not a huge Fred Armisen guy. Yeah, I think he's weird. I didn't know a ton <laughs> about Fred Armisen going into I wasn't that, a so. huge fan of his. And some of it is okay. But... There's just something about sketch comedy that I think they feel like they're the elites. That one that's on BYU TV can go to hell. I mean, that's for kids. (laughs) Kids are what like sketch comedy. Is that really for kids? Yeah. I had no idea. Yeah. I mean, that's who watches it. I just saw That's why they were on Conan, because Conan's kids would watch it. They put them on Conan? Conan asked them to come on. I... Because I, Conan's I I kids were huge fans of theirs. Because I expect more of Conan. It's for little kids. I mean, that's fine for that. It really um, is. Sketch comedy mm-hmm. just. I'm. Hoping, I'm a stand-up guy. I'm hoping that the return of Kids in the Hall, because I mean, presumably they're gonna, you know, it's still gonna be Kids in the Hall. So there's gonna be a lot of pretty uh, unflinching content. Mm-hmm. Um, I'm wondering how well they're they're still capable of pulling that off. There's something about like uh, improv that really just I don't know. It gives me like douche chills. Oh yeah, oh yeah. Improv. And there's all improv these is really hard to do right. All these comedic actors, and I'm not even trying to bag on them personally, but they all have this same I don't know attitude or vibe to them. All of their characters have this improv vibe, and it just makes for me... For Kids in the Hall? 
No, not not kids oh. in the hall, but just in in general now. Look, watch any comedy, whether it's a sitcom, a movie. You can tell when somebody's been an improv actor because they've got to yeah. be like, they've got to be this weird character that's it's like a cartoony version of somebody you might have been. You can tell. I just like, ugh, it just takes me out of everything. You could, yeah, yeah, like, um, and I like Amy Poehler, but I think a lot of people that copy her style just make it really, really bad, and I don't enjoy it. I I just I really love Kids in the Hall, and I especially I especially love it because it's challenging in a way that never felt edge lord to me. It never mm-hmm. felt like they were trying to be edgy. It just felt like right. this is who we are. We're not we're not punching down on anyone. We are making we are making legitimately edgy comedy that never never feels forced or mean. Right. No, I get it. And I hope that still works out. Like following them, a lot of it, like like Bruce McCullough still seems like a, an artsy asshole. Like Dave Foley is still Dave Foley. Uh, you know, so I really I and I think I just I just adore Scott Thompson. And I hope all that stuff still still meshes well. Hopefully. I'm 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 allowing myself to have high expectations for it. Fully prepared that it might not hit that. What's the McDonald guy's first name? Kevin. Kevin McDonald. Yeah. He got booked on WTF, and I think Marin thought he was getting a different Kevin McDonald. I don't oh, that's know. That's unfortunate. Yeah. So he showed up and didn't realize that was <laughs> Kevin the McDonald. Kevin McDonald. He was kidding. He seems. He seems like a real sweetheart too. Like out of <laughs> yeah. He, out of all of the kids, we went along with it. Because uh, what is it, uh, Michael? Um, um, I was doing this the other night. The other one, the one that's on uh, Superstore, is the one whose name I always I keep I keep thinking of Michael McKeon, who is I can see his face, not him. He's kind of Pete Holmesy looking. It's a it's I think it's another M word and a a muck, but that one always gets me. Yeah, yeah. I know yeah, you're, you're right. Talking he looks about. Pete Holmesy. Is like he's yeah. the one who some he's the one who had the most. He like got he was on Saturday Night Live. Yeah. So, but like. He's he's super talented. Like there, there's nothing really bad about any of it. None of them have really failed. Dave Foley is generally hit on hard times, but he had a bad marriage. Yeah, and weird divorce. Laws Kevin McDonald seems like he struggles a little bit, but he just seems like the same sweetheart. So there was a it was a National Lampoon show in like the late '90s, early early 2000s, and I think I want to say Jeremy Renner was actually in it. But Kevin McDonald was in it as a, he was a fanatic of Star Trek. And he was, these kids were on some sort of like, it was a road, uh, not a road trip, but a, uh, uh, what do you call it when kids go on something from school? A field trip? Field trip, yeah. It might have been like National and Pantoons field trip or something. Mark McKinney. Mark McKinney, right. Mark McKinney, God. Even at the height of my fandom, for some reason, Mark McKinney was the one that I spaced the most. But I think they made fun of Kevin McDonald at one point, so he's just trying to like get revenge on them the entire movie, but he keeps screwing it up. It's almost like he's almost like a Wile E. Coyote character. Did you ever see their movie Brain Candy? Uh... I think I saw like half of it like that, 10 years ago. That is a movie that failed failed super bad and I <laughs> I love that movie too. Mm. Uh Scott Thompson plays a closeted gay man that finally admits he's gay about halfway through the movie after taking <laughs> their their antidepressant and there is a musical number about him coming out that is so funny. Mm, I need to see it. 
I that's one I need to sit down and watch because I really I thought that movie unfairly tanked. And I know I definitely know that there are parts in that movie that are really funny, but I don't know if the whole movie gels anymore. Right. Hmm. So that is one that boy, I really hope that's good because I Kids in the Hall is definitely like top tier of formative things for me that I just always really loved. Well, <clears throat> we should probably get to wrapping this up, but there yeah. there is one person that is definitely not going to be in the Kids in the Hall reboot. Oh, <laughs> Max von Sydow. Oh yeah, that's he a, passed away. You know, it's he was only ninety. I say that because he always seemed, he seemed pretty old. Yeah. Even like Strange Brew, I thought he was probably ninety in this well early eighties. I am when that came out. I'm kind of embarrassed by the lack of Max von Sydow in what I've seen because he's. Really good. Was he Ming the Merciless and Flash Gordon? Oh, yeah. You bet your ass. Okay, he was Ming that's the what I thought. <laughs> I, He's uh, done some crazy stuff. He, I mean, he was in uh, uh, the Force Awakens. Yeah, I was saying uh, earlier this week of uh, like every article seemed to be sort of trying to get their cred of like what obscure or what amazing because you know a lot of Seventh Seal stuff out there and and then other various uh, like a lot of articles about his relationship with Ingmar Bergman. And I was like, man, I want to be the journalist who's brave enough to. Their headline was "Force Awakens star Max von Sydow passes," <laughs> and just, and just kind of, and just shut down your comments and come back two days later to see how it went. I want to show you something I saw today, actually, which I, I thought was really funny. Um, I took a screenshot of it. Read this. It says J.J. Abrams refused to put C-3PO to sleep. In quotes, yes. in the rise of Skywalker. I saw that today too. But look at the picture that they assigned to yeah, it. Yeah, what was it's the Jennifer deal? Lopez at an award show wearing a silver gown. Weird. <laughs> so I assume that's about that. C three PO was supposed to be dead. I mean, we all we definitely both had that feeling going into it after that first trailer. Remember? Yeah. Oh, I thought he was. Ghost. <laughs> I was like, or that he was just going to be evil. They better not make him bad. Yeah, better not kill him. I still have my misgivings that they shouldn't have so heavily foreshadowed that. Well, this is going to be wiped away at the end of the movie. I'm fine with them. I I think it's great that they wiped away at the end of the movie. I just wish that they hadn't basically at the time, <laughs> right after you're like, oh man, oh three PO. They said like ten minutes later. Well, <laughs> or, or even it wasn't even before that. Before they even wiped his memory, they go like, oh R two's got my memory, but he can't be relied. I'm like, yeah, sure, <laughs> sure he can't be relied on. Sure. It makes me think they put that in there. Because they weren't sure what way they wanted to go with it until the last minute. Like, we'll put that line in there just in case we do decide to have it wiped. But like we said, I don't know, a month or so ago, it's not like it wouldn't be the first time his memory was completely wiped in that yeah. series. Yeah. He had zero memory of the prequels, which luckiest guy in, yeah, but the, in the universe, so, really. Like, you, don't want, you don't want him to forget about the time that he was a god to the Ewoks. We had to. He probably still remembers that. He just doesn't remember the prequels. Yeah. Oh, no, that's what I'm saying. But that was the thing. I, I know his memory. We all have before. to remember the prequels. He should have to, too. <laughs> 9-11. Unfortunately, unfortunately <laughs> we have to not forget the prequels. Yep. But, uh, yeah. But have you ever seen The Seventh Seal? No. It's, I haven't. Like, if, like look, man. I, I like to throw on the beret and watch an artsy movie. I, I told you I watched a Kurosawa movie mm-hmm. this week, and it had a good time with it. But it's like... Like man, Seventh Seal, especially for how for how old it is, it's such a tight and like really just well made and affecting movie. Was uh was old uh, Max? Wasn't he in the uh, what's the Devil movie? What's the Devil movie? The, the Devil possesses a little girl movie. 
Oh yeah, he's in The Exorcist. The Exorcist, also, yeah. yeah. I can never remember the name of The Exorcist. Said, what devil? What devil movie? Like The Pick the of devil Destiny? Movie. Or like, uh, what the... Was he the priest? Yeah, I, I, Trav, I've never seen The Exorcist. I haven't either. So I couldn't speak to that. But again, you see the pictures of the priest, and you think, oh, that guy's got to be eighty. Yeah, well, he's, and that was, was what always, forty years ago. Look, man, if you go back and watch the Seventh Seal, he and I mean that is I don't I don't know how old that movie is off the top of my dome. What if we found a picture of him as a child and he just looked he like just a little, that face. Well, a little you, old man? <laughs> uh, if you look at, uh, I, I can probably find that real quick, and I could show you a a that young mother. Could I have a cupcake? You know, he says, you know, he says mother, <laughs> tell your children not to walk my way. How old is it? It's uh, 1957. So let me let me show wow. you a picture of 1957. I mean, she's my dad was two years old, so that was sixty something years ago, sixty three years ago. Yeah, so he would have been in his he would have been in his thirties. Oh my gosh! So that oh man, that's that's 1957 uh, Max von Sydow. So he still still looks like a looks he like looks a like an 40s, old man. Right? Yeah. He seriously looks like an old man. It's That's a crazy. Really, it is a really cool movie. Death is a dick in that movie. Oh yeah. What what was the other actor that uh, he died recently? I Maybe it wasn't say, recently. You, you said what's the other actor? I'm like you're thinking of William Sadler. No, 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 no. He was an he was an older guy. He was in the movie Phantoms. Do you remember Phantoms with oh, Ben Affleck? Ben Affleck was the bomb in Phantoms. Oh, who was the old guy in it? I don't know. I, I never saw Phantoms. Oh, look it up really fast. It's going to drive me crazy. <laughs> you remember that time you said we needed to close up? He shop? was very. Oh, he was. He was Lawrence. Uh, uh, Sir Lawrence of Arabia. Sir Lawrence of Arabia. I don't know. Who was Lawrence of Arabia? Is that even a thing? Am I saying that wrong? I'm tired. I slept about three okay, hours the last two so days. So Travis, a hammer. A hammer. What's oh a hammer? Gosh. It's a tool. Peter O'Toole. There you go. Okay. <laughs> Rose McGowan was in that. Lee Schreiber was in that. I always confused those. Oh, yeah, yeah. That was a good movie. I don't remember what it was about. It was about ghosts, right? <laughs> it is called I Phantom. See, I didn't see it. I think it was about ghosts. I remember that came out and then the Frighteners. Frighteners I like. Frighteners I, was fun. Frighteners I think I like. It, was, it had funny ghosts. Frighteners has got one of my... Uh, the, I still use the, the phrase... Uh, um, we don't stop till the screaming starts. The, the, you know, the, when the two, I think it's Chi McBride and I don't know who the other guy is, is the ghosts. Is Chai oh, yeah. McBride? And he goes, he had a big old Afro. Wig, yeah. Huh? And he's like, I, oh, they're, they're psyching so each other to go up and scare some ladies. And he says something, <laughs> a paraphrase. like, we're going to go in hard like Charles Bronson. You know what I mean? We don't stop till the screaming starts. Charles Bronson. The mechanic is streaming on, I think. Uh, what you might call it, Amazon. I started watching it. I watched like five minutes of it, and I had yeah. to go. But I'm gonna check it out. I should go back and watch the Frighteners. That's a Bronson's a. He was a badass man, Charles Bronson. This was this a younger Charles Bronson? Yeah. Was this? Yeah. Okay. I've seen. I'm confusing everything. The Frighteners I, was good. That was Peter Jackson before. I'm the, gonna say I've seen Charles Bronson movies where literally he got in a fight, and it goes from what's obviously a stuntman from the back. Mm. To a shot of Charles Bronson punching at the camera. Watch uh, Once Upon a Time in the West if you have an afternoon. Yeah. It's like he two was, and a half hours. He was good in Westerns. It's really good. Anyway, we are wrapping it up. So <laughs> thank you for listening, everybody. Stay safe out there. Oh, Hamill was in Phantoms? Was he? John Hamill. Oh. I don't know who that is. I don't either. <laughs> so, all right. So if you want to reach us and talk to us about Phantoms, you know the drill, baby. Later to the tater at gmail.com. 
you know, please subscribe. Please give us that five-star review. Please write a one-sentence review. It's how we, generally speaking, can get visible on Apple Podcasts. But if you can't, please tell a friend. I've rehearsed this. Uh, Trav, where can people find you? Uh, at Travis Tate Funny. I have not rehearsed that on all of the Instagrams and Twitters and things like that. Get out there and check them out. And Facebook. Anything you want to plug, my man? Uh, pretty much everything I had planned is now canceled. So uh, just watch for whatever I'll be doing next. Uh, keep listening to the podcast. Skype in and do shows. Tell your friends. Yeah, I actually was thinking, like, if, if it came down to it. Has anything been considered on that? Of any, have, Has any of these people been contacted say, like, we could set up a Skype kind of thing so you could just do your set Skyping in? Nate Bargatze, I don't know if he was serious about it or if he was making a joke. But because a lot of his stuff got canceled because, you know, it's not a lot of the comics aren't even canceling. It's cities are saying you can't have this because you can't have more than 100 people. That makes sense. Right. So I was just thinking that because Giant Bomb, all their all their people are at home. mm -hmm. So, I mean, they're kind of doing the same thing that they do of streaming games and doing podcasts, but they're just at home and streaming from home or doing their podcast where they all Skype each other. Well, Nate Bargatze was at a theater. And he's like, I'm just going to uh, record this or live stream it or something. And you, it just shows him walking out on stage, like waving. There's nobody in there <laughs> <laughs> clapping or anything. And he starts telling a joke. Uh, we, I got more. Yeah, there's more on that because they, they were doing like they were going to do basketball with empty stadiums and stuff. But anyway, basketball has got nothing to do with uh, Blue Wave Theory doing our music, who we appreciate the usage. Yeah, it's really cool. Thanks, Blue Wave Theory. So uh, I sounded th- like Dane Cook. It's really cool. Thanks, Blue Wave Theory. Thanks a lot. Have you ever watched a Dane Cook movie and you notice his mouth moves way more I've than the words that are coming out of it? I don't think I've it? ever seen a Dane Cook movie. You should check him out. His mouth is always moving. Weird. It's weird. It's like, it's almost like, a, you know, the joke in the 80s where like a, a kung fu movie would be dubbed weird? Yeah. It's, that's what it's like watching because his mouth is doing all these weird movements and the words coming out. It's like it's weird dubbing or something i don't know well that's anyway just a little thing i noticed about dane cook for uh dubbed kung fu movies everywhere which i'm doing with that thing my mouth is moving out of sync with my travis confirmed that my mouth is moving out of sync. i don't even know how you're doing it it's like you're throwing your voice but it's still coming from the same place this has been it's like your voice is stuck in time but your mouth is current wow but i think your voice is in the past it's really weird Late to the party with Travis Tate. (laughs) I'm Jake. And I'm Travis Tate. And better Tate than never.